1: Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweetin
2: from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details.
3: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Paris. Hey guys, I am so excited about today's guest. We have Jax in the house here at Slivington Manor. Hi, honey.
2: Hi. This is very cool for me.
3: I'm so happy you're here.
2: I'm at Paris Hilton's house.
0: (laughs) Yes.
3: Well, we have some history together. Do you want to tell a story that you were telling me backstage at iHeart? I saw you because you had just performed on stage, killed it. And then we were walking backstage. And I think Dua was about to go up. And we were like just running back and forth. And you were telling me the story, but it was just like can you tell? Yeah.
2: No. Okay. So for, I, I mean, this is such a random deep cut, but I'm one of the writers on best friends asked, which is your single. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me, especially at the time too, cause I was so, so, so broke. And like, this was like the first big thing, first big cut, they call it in the songwriter world. We're like Paris Hilton wants to like cut the song. She wants to go put her own flavor on it. And we're like, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is happening. It's a song about just like not really caring about, boys and being like my best friend's ass is the best part of this night (laughs) and um yeah so it's funny you had emailed being like yeah guys everything sounds great like approval of the song and i like said to my publisher i was like dude her email's right there like that's her and she was like yeah like stop freaking out i was like no no like i should just like should i i should reach out to her and be like do you want to come we should throw a release party Yes. And my and my publisher was like, please do not do that. Do not reach out to Paris Hilton and invite her to a release party. So of course I text or emailed you being like, Hey Paris, like we're going to go get some beers. It's buy one, get one half off at jalapeno Pete's <laughs> in the Valley. Um, like you're you should totally come. We're going to celebrate the release. And you're like... No, but actually, like, I'm throwing, like, an actual release party at, like, like, I'm not going to do that, but you're very welcome to come to the release party. Uh, It was, like, a club. I forget Mm -hmm. where it was. A big club. Mm -hmm. Somewhere I did not belong, but I, we, my boyfriend and I, and my fiance, we've rolled up to this club and told security, hey, like, we're here for the release party of the song, we should be on Paris's list. And they literally, first of all, looked us up and down. they are like, absolutely not. Like, that. there's no way. Obviously, this is pretty much what we looked like. And um, we were like, no, like, I swear, like, please let us in. Eventually, I'm like, look at the text. And they were like, all right, fine. And they're like, oh, crap. She actually is on the list. So they escorted oh. us up to your table. Look, we deserved it. We did not dress appropriately. So we walked up to your table. But even when you, like, go to your table, it is so many people around, all the security, a million people. And... <laughs> All I wanted to do was just to like come up to you and be like, hey, like, congratulations. This is so cool. I'm such a fan. This is thank you for paying attention to the music. And I like tried to go past like one of two security guards. I was probably like 10 feet away from you, but like there was no way in hell, like also a million miles away. So I like tell the security guard, can we go? He's like, no way. Absolutely not. So mean and cold. And we're standing there and I'm like, you know what? I'll just accept it. I don't even have to say hi. We'll just rock out and listen to the song. We're like packed in like sardines. And then I'm looking at my boyfriend. I'm like, what do we do? Like, she has no idea we're here. What if she thinks I flaked all these things? (laughs) I'm like, he's like, trust me. She doesn't care. Like she's here for the release. (laughs) Whatever it was, I'm panicking. And then out of nowhere, like next to me, this girl drops to the floor and like starts, I don't know if it was like a seizure or like she passed out Mm. or something. Her eyes like rolling in the back of her head. And her boyfriend was so like stressed about keeping his spot next to close to you. Oh my god! That he like just let her seize on the floor, and like me and my boyfriend were like, oh my god! Like there's someone on the floor. We're like on our knees. My what? boyfriend's holding this girl's head like in her hands, and he's like, we're like breathe. Is everything okay? Is she is she okay? The security guard, no one's paying attention. It's weirdly just me, this girl, and like, my I boyfriend on the phone. Fo- no one would because everybody was like on the and We're, we're like, is she okay? And now we, I'm starting to scream at the security guard. And I'm like, you need to get her water. She could die. Like, we don't know. It's good. Get her water. And the security was like, all right, fine, fine. I'll get her water. And the boyfriend's like, fine, we'll get her water. So oh we are God. all now. Now the security is on the ground. Pour, like pouring what her eyes open up, and she's like, Okay, like she's kind of delirious, but figuring it out. And like everybody's kind of paying attention, and she's being taken care of. I think a medic was like going to come by. And like, as we're holding her head, and we're like, Are you okay? She's like, Okay, I'm okay. I just hear boys everywhere trying to make a pass, but I can't stop looking. And my boyfriend looks at me and he goes, Go. And I like look at the security, he's distracted with the girl. And I was like, what? and I like literally beelined it to you in slow motion. They all tried to grab me like, no. And then you're just like, oh my God, hey queen. Like, thanks yes. for coming. And you actually literally go, you want to sing it? And like hand me the mic to sing it. Like that this is the so best fun. night of my entire LA existence. Like, oh my God, this is it. I feel like I'm an entourage right now. So yes. that, that
3: was crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the story. I love that. <laughs> I remember us singing. That was fun. That was so fun. I think that was actually the same club where I filmed a music video. Which was it? What it was, was it? Greystone? They changed the name so many times. It was, it was a like big place. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, uh, I don't go out. Oh, anymore. you filmed I'm the video there? It. Yeah. Oh my god. Kim K was in that, I was bugging out. Mm-hmm. Bugging I was like, out. I have to have, with that title of the song, you yeah. just have to have her in it, was, it. it. It
2: wasn't even like a first thought, like with the original like concept of it. But then we're like, the second you reached out, we're like, oh my gosh, it's all clicking. <laughs> it's all clicking right now. And the keto is in it. Yeah, I
3: it was <laughs> iconic. Yeah. I love that video. Me too. Charlotte Rutherford is such a sick music director, photographer, everything.
2: Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I, we bugged out really hard. Yeah. I have to do another song. I hear that you have some stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. And uh put me in, coach. Yes. I want to write one. I'm I can write a million.
3: I would love that. Oh my gosh, that New Year's performance was so epic. Oh I was so I was so nervous. What? Yes. I didn't <laughs> see that at all. It was just so iconic. Oh, thank you. Oh my oh my gosh. Gosh. When I got when they texted me about it, they're like, is it okay if we sing your song, Stars Are Blind? And I was like, yes. It of course. I'd love it. They're like, would <laughs> you? sing it with us i was like yes (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's like and then
2: there was like just miley thing Mm -hmm. thing, That is so cool she's so awesome i I love love her her. me too she's
3: such a dope like chick she's just so fun so real
2: she's seen a lot too Mm -hmm. and she's still just a boss
3: she's such a badass yeah and sia is just one of the sweetest angels so kind so talented so just magical i love her
2: she's got to be like probably at least one of the best songwriters of our generation i think i agree yeah julia michaels is one that i really love Mm -hmm. yeah bonnie mckee yes
3: she just sent me some songs yesterday oh my gosh love oh my gosh Mm -hmm. we're bringing pop back (laughs) pop just needs to stay forever Uh, i'm such a geek for pop music i love i know i love it all there was nothing like that, like 2000s, like vibe of like that pop music. No, I kind of feel that. I was like, like Britney, uh, like yeah. that whole album. Like, uh, I love all that.
2: I know. I like, I am I miss a lot of the early 2000s, like pop punk mm-hmm. era. Like the Warp Tour era is a big one for me. Yeah. So between that and then you had like, I don't know, we were listening to like Sean Kingston the other day and I was like, oh, I miss it. Yeah. I miss it.
3: But I love music. Me too. How did you get into being a musician? Uh, I think I was always like I
2: loved being on stage and I loved singing from a really, really, really young age. So, like five or six, I was always full jazz hands. And then when I started like getting into classic rock and some of my favorite some of my favorite pop acts, I like realized that if I wanted to write songs, it would be a lot easier if I had a piano, <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't have to try to find people to like play instruments and help me write it. I can kind of just be alone with myself in my emotions and my drama. And uh, so I picked up a keyboard and learned to play terribly at a really <laughs> young age. I still play terribly. I tried theory and piano lessons, but I just suck. And I I don't know. I started playing really, really emotional, dramatic, hormonal songs. And, um, yeah. From that point on, I'd definitely been like a songwriter first and then performer second. And now um, here we are. So, Yes. Yeah. When I got to LA, I like learned, I learned so much about songwriting. I learned how not good I really was and how I needed to learn from like the best out here. You don't even realize like how far away you are from the best out here until you get in a room with them and you're like, whoa. They are so fast and Mm -hmm. so genius, like just out here taking notes, trying to be a sponge. Yeah, it's so So, like inspiring. Yeah, especially like the chicks. I feel like there's like so many really awesome like female producers and songwriters that you don't even like, people don't really think about when you're listening to a pop song Mm -hmm. on the radio, but there's a lot of badass women behind a lot of cool pop music right now. So Who are some of your favorites? I love Julia Michaels. She's Mm -hmm. a big one for me. Bonnie McKee is somebody I had met like recently just because she's so sweet oh my gosh she's the best i
3: love her so much I diane love, Warren. yeah
2: i love diane she's yeah. so much fun to
3: hang out with we
2: were with her yesterday with her she's cat such a G. and she is awesome she gives zero mm-hmm. f-ks, no filter and very talented mm-hmm. um yeah there's just plenty at this point like i love i love Haley williams mm-hmm. on the just more on the lead singer front too but yeah yes Women. And I heard you
3: just got engaged. I did. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Oh my
2: gosh! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that feels weird. Yeah, I know. I feel weird saying fiance. I've been like, this is my
3: m- fiance. Wait till you have husband. Oh my gosh. Me too. And I first started saying I'm like, my boyfriend, and I'm like, no, my fiance. I just, I'm like, I'm it's such like, a just, weird word. I'm it like,
2: feels weird to say. I don't know like, why. It's like such a weird. It almost feels like <laughs> I don't know. Like acknowledge my engagement word. I don't know, and it shouldn't. It should just is a normal title. It's just like boyfriend, but. I felt weird saying it in your garage. I was like, "This is my fiance."
3: Yes, I guess.
2: But yeah, husband's gonna be weird for sure. We gotta wrap that up. Knowing us, like, we'll be like, "Yeah, the weddings will be soon," and then it'll be like five years later, and we forgot to do the wedding. So,
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh, that would be me if Carter wasn't so like organized. Thank God, because I'm, like, so disorganized when it comes to that. Me too. Major ADD. And, me And uh, I've never, like, finished one thing in one
2: moment. Um, mm-hmm. Carter came down and said hi to us earlier. Yeah. It was really nice. He loves you. He's like, I want her to do a song for us. <laughs> he, I, I told him I'm down. Like, he loves has to it. hit me up after that, because I just need some, like, I need, like, facts, fun facts, mm-hmm. and I can kind of just rhyme them. Okay. And then I told him, like, you guys should actually come in and just sing it in the studio i love it so i could like be a producer on it (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah i feel like you guys have a million like wild stories that we can get into Mm. literally two minutes so okay
3: i'll start thinking of son oh yeah he's so hyped too he loves you sweet i know he's like i love him he's just like so kind so helpful so supportive like he's just like the opposite of like everyone else i've ever (laughs) dated in this town same same I feel that I'm like I I think like a big key
2: thing was like being with somebody who's not in your field mm-hmm. like it doesn't do exactly what you do yeah because for some reason it you have some space there I, I don't agree. know if that makes sense but
3: I love that we're in opposite fields I definitely wouldn't want to be with someone who's in this
2: industry I was on the Paris Hilton rabbit hole yesterday because I was trying to write some TikTok ideas out and I am like I called my mom and my dad and when I was Facetime. I was like you guys like don't even really understand. Like you do so much. Yeah. (laughs) Like so much. I'm like, how do you even have, do you, do you sleep? I like doubt it. (laughs) There's no hours. You like run like, Um, like over 40 companies, 40 stores, 20 product lines. Like you have your own space, right? Am I going to, I don't know if I'm going to botch this, but your own NFT space. That's like for digital licensing and music and TV and it's your platform. Yeah.
3: I do it all. That's beyond. I'm lucky that I have my media company, 1111, and they, I have just like the most brilliant team. Yeah. Because I could not do this by myself. I would need like 20 clones or something.
2: (laughs) We should get the dog clone person (laughs) to like get you. Yes. The parents make Paris. (laughs) Oh my God. We're not far off. I'm telling you now. Uh, Today it's NFTs and tomorrow it's clones.
3: Probably. (laughs) Yeah.
2: i'll take a paris clone yes that's oh, like, <laughs> my
3: new product line my, t- my 21st uh, product line people launching. are gonna have to
2: start walking around with a blue check mark like next to them <laughs> yes. so like no who's will the real
3: paris hill please stand up <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that feels like hollywood <laughs> it literally feels like something that would happen yeah it's happening it's happening right now this is paris So for the proposal, did you know about it or was it a surprise? I, not only did I not know, but it was
2: on the night of Dick Clark of the and New Year's mm-hmm. Eve show. And I was so stressed out with the show mm-hmm. that I was, it's like could not even ever cross my mind. I was yeah. like so stressed about like press and all the things that come with, I mean, like TV only really sees like a few minutes, but mm-hmm. it's a whole day. And there's, yeah. Also like, we've been on tour since August and out on the road. I just don't, didn't even think there could ever be the time <laughs> to figure that out. So the first thing that I crossed my mind, like when I walked in, cause it was, he got like a hotel room and where we were staying and set it all up with like 200 candles and roses. Aww. And the first thing that crossed my mind was like, Oh my God, like did he not talk to my dad? Because my dad is a retired firefighter and he's super weird about candles. Like,
3: oh, I thought you meant. Did you ask your dad permission? That's
2: what, what was like my first thought. Oh, because there were so for the candles. Yeah, or well, like
3: I just thought, like if my dad
2: knew about this, he'd never approve of it because there's so many, two hundred candles. Like my dad gets stressed when it's Hanukkah. <laughs> like the second Hanukkah rolls around, he's like, everyone, be careful with your candles, like, and your fire, because it's a, remember the things are flammable stop drop and roll and i walk in and there's 200 candles and my wife went on a knee i'm like oh my god does my dad know? <laughs> he did he actually walked in and blew out all the candles right away fire extinguisher but so, <laughs> he was he just said i'm go nerd fire nerd that's cute yeah how did you meet your fiance on set I was part of a well we had like a little like party scenario where like we had crossed paths and it was we liked each other that night but then like the first time we had really really met was like I was in a YouTube video and he was directing because he does like content Mm -hmm. and he's really a videographer photographer
3: and that's what he really does which means I get like a free photographer It's hot. Yeah, it is hot. Loves it. (laughs) I've trained my husband to be that too. So when we go on trips, he like (laughs) takes the sick videos of me, TikToks, pictures. You're
2: like, babe, no, that (laughs) angle. No, like the other one, the the light on me. Yes. Not the light behind me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. I love like being able to like create together. I know. I know. We want
2: to write one day. Our goal is to like write a show based on all the crazy things we've seen in the last few years out here, trying to make it in music. Mm-hmm. We've seen some crazy things.
3: What's the craziest thing?
2: Oh, I would <laughs> say upon that story I told you earlier, it was one of the crazier ones, but uh, just like, I think this last tour was pretty crazy. Like even down mm-hmm. to like being in the airport, looking like a bum and going into like the TSA thing and, BB Rexa is just there with her, like, puppy being like, Hey, Jax. I'm like, yes. BB Rexa, hi. <laughs> and she's like, Hey, like, how are you? I'm like, How are you? I don't know. You're BB Rexa. This is crazy. <laughs> don't, I was like, Be cool, be cool. I wasn't, but oh,
3: <laughs> cute. I love BB. Yeah. She's so sweet. She's, she's another one. That's she's like, so cool and just so kind. And she's really dope, real and you know. um, like
2: wildly talented, like, a crazy talented songwriter. Yeah yeah
3: voice amazing i know i love her we love you baby we love you baby we went to this like place together where you like smash i don't know it's called like smash house or something and you go and like take the sledgehammer and like break the tvs and like break all this stuff for her like new song that she had out before the sabotage song
2: oh my god send me the info i've seen that it's like
3: and just destroy things. I think that's called rage. Like rage. Rage room. Rage room. Yeah. Rage room. Yes. And then
2: there's what? The, um, the ax throwing.
3: Yes. The ax throwing. You can just like, you're like, I want to buy that TV. I want to bring this ax. It's so weird. Wait, do you have to pay for the things you break in the rage room? No. You buy the things and then you bring them into the room. What? Yeah. They don't just That's have That's how it. they make dough. They're oh, not going to want if someone, imagine someone in there, they just destroy everything.
2: Well, I just figure they go to like a junkyard and they're like, we'll take it all. Oh, it's like old, <laughs> ch-
3: so I think they just go and like buy junk from places and then okay. they sell it for more okay. to break. Genius. Oh, yeah.
2: genius model. Yeah. They
3: sell it more and then they break it. hmm And then they probably like put it back together.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, this wasn't that bad. Like, We're just going to,
3: Yeah Just put some more glass on it again (laughs) This is a genius model Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah. If you're ever in a raging mood Just go check it out At least twice a day Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Morning and evening
3: I'm I'm gonna make a rage room in my house Wait That's actually genius
2: It's really smart Uh, uh, If you told me you had a rage room It'd be the first room I go to Yes (laughs) You're telling me I get to break a TV in Paris Hilton's house? That would (laughs) be sick.
3: The sliv room. Yeah. Okay, so not only did you get surprised with the ring, you also surprised you with a puppy. How is life as a dog mom so far?
2: I'm honestly, we the puppy is like still in Arizona and we have to go retrieve the puppy. So we only got to, because oh. like they have to make sure that the puppy is like, we don't like rip the puppy away from the mom yeah. and all the nutrients and like the mental health like of the dog. Yeah. The mom. So that's tomorrow actually. But we did get to spend some time with her and she's so cute.
3: Aww. What's her name? I think we're going to name her Gilly. Like, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I know. Sorry, kind of it's like I want to watch it. but I've never seen it. Everyone's like, it's the best show on TV, and I was like, yeah. I just there's so many episodes. I don't know. I would say
2: it's arguably it was almost the best show on TV. Okay,
3: <laughs> until you really kind of approach the ending. Now everybody's super angry about it. So, when you were growing up, did you have a childhood idol?
2: Mm, so many, so many. Like from in, for different reasons. Like, I really loved. Joan Jett, mm-hmm. Pat Benatar, Janis Joplin, all those like yeah. female rockers and um, Billy Joel as a songwriter. I'm from New York. So mm-hmm. like we all love Billy Joel over there. So even have like Billy Joel tattoos. I have like a, wow. so it goes tattoo. Loves the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Trying to think of like my number one, gosh, I think for like most of my childhood, my number one, like, female icon was Judy Garland.
3: Yeah. She's I- such an icon.
2: I know. She was, like, she broke a lot of barriers. She was very, she's a trailblazer for a lot of singers and actresses. So.
3: Darth Wizard of Oz is, like, I know. so iconic.
2: I know. There's Meet Me in St. Louis. I haven't
3: seen that one. Meet me in St. Louis. Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that All right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a deep cut.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what about you? I always loved Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. I just thought she was just so special. And and I feel like I could relate to her in a lot of ways where she kind of like played into that like blonde persona, but she was actually not a dumb blonde. She's very good at pretending to be one like not me. Not at
2: all. Oh my gosh. A legend. Yeah. Did you see the new movie?
3: No, I haven't. I saw all the documentaries and all that, but I didn't see that yeah. yet. It's it good? good.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I feel like I just love all things Marilyn. Me she too. is an icon. Like, God, and also what I love about Marilyn is like, you, no, she's not a dumb blonde, not even close, right? But she's also like was like the first to be so openly vulnerable mm-hmm. in like a workspace that I really just feel like at that time, the men and just corporate folks around her could not handle it. And they were like, "Yeah, she's unstable. She's unstable. But really, she was just feeling like total normal emotions that anyone would feel with that level of pressure and fame mm-hmm. and all things." But yeah,
3: ahead of her time. Yeah,
2: the vulnerability—it is power.
3: It really is. <laughs>
2: <Just kidding. laughs> and that <now laughs> was—I start crying. Right now. <laughs> I cry a lot.
3: It's fine. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> this is Paris. In 2016, you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Like, that's true. That's so that must have been so scary.
2: Yeah, it was. I think uh, okay. scarier the first. It was twice. So like first time around, definitely took us my whole family for like a a pretty big shock. So but, you were like a teenager. Yeah,
3: I eighteen or never would think that. It's like
2: no, uh, <sighs> and also even the doctors didn't, because we were like, I at the time I was, gosh broke, trying to write songs, hustling and had like a sold out show the day in New York at a club, the day we had found out about it. And I remember it not even being on the priority list that night. Like the doctor calling me like, yeah, so like you have cancer, like you have a lot of it. Oh <laughs> and we were like, okay, but like the show. <laughs> so back and honestly, eventually it hit and it was emotional for my family for sure. We like to crack a lot of jokes. I have a very like Brooklyn loud, Mm-hmm. Obnoxious family in the best way, and we like to deal with I think pain and trauma with humor a mm-hmm. lot of the times. So, like even when I was wheeled out of the first surgery, and I had like a neck brace on, I'm all the surgery drugs, and my brother was like, "Man, Jax, I tried to warn you that the music business was cutthroat." He made like a throat cutting joke on my thyroid surgery. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely scary, but it was a big wake up call. Second time around, less scary because they kind of did the first time. And I was like, it's funny. I came back in my lymph nodes about a year later. Oh my God. And I went in and I was like, yeah, I feel this like lump. And the doctor, the doctors was like, the doctor was like, yeah, uh, I think it's just like swollen lymph nodes, like a cold. And I was like, yeah, sounds about right. Because I've been getting colds every two weeks, not thinking that that was anything yeah. to do with the fact that I had. A botched immune system because an inactive thyroid covered in cancer, giving me colds every two weeks and not addressing it. But I just accepted that. And my mom was like, "Yeah, can we just so like double check and like get an ultrasound just to be sure that it's oh. just full lymph nodes?" And of course, they did the ultrasound. Twelve positive growths, like eighteen oh growths surrounding it. Like, and then yeah, when it comes back in your lymph nodes, that's obviously scary because you know, it's not as localized as it just being on the fire. They removed the organ. The hardest part about the process was regulating my life after it, my hormones. Um, But other than that, the bright side of it was that because I was kind of relearning to sing on and off for a year, I learned how to write for other people and write songs. So I spent a lot of time not singing and just writing and that brought me out to LA. Be a writer, so.
3: So you try to see, like,
2: the silver lining in it and it definitely, everything happens for a reason. It definitely taught me to care more about my body because it, like, reminded me it was the only one I was going to get. Yeah. You kind of feel like when you're younger that you're totally indestructible in everything you do. And then you get one wake-up call. You're like, wait a second. This is it. This mm-hmm. is the one body I get, so we should probably treat it right. <sighs> cared a little more about that. Not, not like, a 100%, but way more than I cared before. And then yeah, the writing thing was a big thing because I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now if I didn't if I didn't go through that and, and have that time to I like it forced me to learn how to be a better writer. Mm-hmm. And instead of writing for me, it put me like in a place where I could write from other people's brains and other people's perspectives, which ironically was the thing that started my TikTok journey. Mm-hmm. Was writing from other people's perspectives, so crazy times, but all good. I am a little bit of a hypochondriac now, but mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh God. Survivor, warrior. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not, honestly, people, I, I get that often. And the truth of the matter is it was a really good doctors and a really good support system.
3: So you've become a huge TikTok star. And I think it's because you're so relatable. Oh man. Why do you think your TikToks have been such a hit?
2: honestly I'm having so much fun with TikTok that like I try not to overanalyze it because the second I start to think like why is it that people are here I start to overthink it and like change all the things and stare at my like my cellulite in the mirror for too long or whatever it is but I uh, I think like at least the difference between what I'm doing right now on TikTok versus what I've done my entire life to try to get people to hear my songs is that I started during the quarantine in my sweatpants and in my t-shirts and in the clothes that I actually felt really comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And the hair I felt comfortable in and the makeup I felt comfortable in, if not any. And I and the lyrics I felt comfortable writing that for a lifetime in the music business I was told were like way too like thought out or nerdy or like punny or cheesy. My I naturally write lyrics that are very tongue-in-cheek and a whole lot of puns and really geeky lyrics and I'm okay with that now. And I never I used to be so insecure like submitting a song to a company, being like, here it is and then knowing the notes were gonna come back being like, you need to dumb this down. Mm-hmm. And now, at least with TikTok, I feel really empowered to put lyrics on the screen when as I sing them. So cool. It's really cool to have so much fun with words. Um, I think that might be it. Just know I think like I say a lot of the time that you know, talking to millennial friends, they're like, yeah, uh, Gen Z, they're always on their phones or like whatever they have to say about Gen Z. But the truth of the matter with Gen Z is that they're so, they were born with technology. They're so used to it
3: mm-hmm.
2: that they can see through you. Like when you're not being authentic, unlike any other generation so far. So if you're not being like a hundred percent, you they'll swipe right through. you. So I think like the transparency, especially in apps like TikTok, are the reason people do well on there. So i'll just i just keep I keep i moved into a house i was able to buy my first home and i still bring the tiktok backdrop from our first apartment yes. of our hobby lobby crap and like our board games and i throw it in the back because it's good luck and a reminder to be my broke-ass self so <laughs> no matter what <laughs> like, yeah that's so awesome yeah you're doing it too I see you. You're in my feed all the time. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I my first comment on the, I'm like right when you joined TikTok and I, you're right in my feed because the algorithm knows it's what I want. Loves it. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy to be on Paris talk. And now like everyone's <laughs> like Paris talk, Paris talk. I'm like,
3: yeah, yes, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love watching your videos. I know it brings so much happiness to people and oh, thank you're dude. just a light.
2: Thank you. I'm having a lot of fun with them, I will say. I I feel like it's evolved a little bit since the beginning Mm -hmm. or it's just really only jokes. And now like I get to release music and the first place I put it is on TikTok. That's so cool. It's cool. It's ruthless, like in the best way. You know, like, like as writers, it's our nature to like send things to, like A&Rs and music industry folks to like tell us what their notes are and their critiques and I get it all day long on TikTok and I actually like love it because I'm like these are the people that are consuming my work anyway and buying my music so
3: might as well take their
2: criticism and use it so. It's probably
3: fun too to see your creations and your music and then people what they do with it yeah, their creative
2: yeah. videos and
3: stuff. It's Dude, so awesome.
2: It's the cool like that's the coolest part about TikTok mm-hmm. is like It like Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize like how much of a like a therapy session it was going to be for me on the app because I like I just feel like well with when it comes to mental illness and when it comes to like body dysmorphia and the way you see yourself in the mirror, you don't you're not really thinking about a million other people going through the same thing as you. You're really just kind of focusing on all your flaws and dialing in. Mm -hmm. And the second I put out Victoria's Secret. People just started sharing all of their stories, which were so similar to mine, but in different ways, right? Things I'd never experienced, but can understand, understand like the pain of. And since I had put that out, I have been like in such a better
3: mental health place and really felt like powerful there's community. There's community on the app, so. That's really awesome. I think it's yeah. when you can spread a message like that, because I can't even imagine for teenage girls today, just the pressures of society and like all this editing and all this stuff. It's just like, so easy. It's yeah. It's a lot.
2: Yeah. No, it's like, yeah. One, in one breath you could be like, yeah, like, our, our our generation, early 2000s had it really hard, but then another breath, you're like, oh my gosh, these kids, like it's so easy to just face tune whatever you want and in, in any way you want it to look mm. in five minutes in the palm of your hand and then compare yourself to filters. So yeah. like, don't do
3: that, kids. <laughs> don't compare yourself to the filters. They are not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mine. Thank you, Jax, for coming on the show. That was so much fun. And everyone make sure to stay tuned because we're going to have our sliving questions with Jax
1: at work. Zumo Play.